0: Hey, it's producer Michael Miracle here with a quick word of thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. It's folks like you who make this workplace movement work. That's why we strive to highlight great authors and experts who bring phenomenal insight on how to bring Jesus into your workplace. Share this podcast with your friends, family, and coworkers, and together we'll make the I Work For Him mission a success. Thanks again for listening. Let's start the podcast. Broadcasting live from our flagship studios in Tampa Bay, you've turned into the Fastest one hour Christian talk show radio. You might be thinking, that doesn't sound like Jim Bringenberg. Because it's not, because I'm your guest host, Chelsea Drinkard, filling in for him today. They've actually, if you could join me, it's actually his birthday. So we're going to give a quick, woo happy birthday, Jim. 21 for life. Anyways, um, so if you know him, give him a high five, shoot him a text message, a phone call, or whatnot. But um, definitely reach out to him because it's, it's his birthday today. But um, while you're you're with us now, if you want to go ahead and you check out um, IWorkForHim.com. There you'll able to see um, all the latest podcasts. Also, make sure to go ahead and like the Facebook page, I Work For Him. Maybe you miss a show one time and you want to get plugged um, back in and miss it, the podcast. Like it on Facebook. You can see the up-and-coming speakers coming up so you don't miss out because you never want to be kicking and screaming, ah, darn it, I wish I would have missed them and I have to go back and find the podcast. So that's a way to... Um, not have to deal with that, right? So obviously every day here, we take a different approach to looking at the way you and I think about our faith at work. And today we're talking about bridging the gap between millennials and baby boomers. And we have Stevie Morgan, who's actually joining us today. Stevie is the founder and CEO of Cater Me Fit, It has, which is it has a focus on fresh, local and seasonal ingredients and utilizing the culinary expertise of master chefs to prepare and deliver gourmet and lean food delivered daily, right to your home or business. She started in 2013 in her kitchen. Get this, now she's delivering over 3,000 meals a week over the greater Tampa Bay community. Their meals are now in the airport, um, anything. She's actually won a few awards the greater Tampa Bay Chamber of Commerce. So, Stevie, welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm so glad you're you're here with me, because, so, we've actually known each other um, since high school, and then we recently... Before high school. You're right, middle school. Then we recently got connected. Yes. So, h- how do we get connected again? Wasn't it through Rebecca? Yes. Tester, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, through a, a friend of ours, through networking, right? The power of being involved in the community. We got connected through a friend of ours, and I said, wait, I know her. Wait, you know me, you know? So, you ever had those situations before where you're really actually that close to one person and they don't realize it. That was definitely one of those um, situations. So Stevie, how has God recently surprised you or showed you that he's in the details in your work?
1: Well, he is always constantly showing me that he's in the details. Um, We've transitioned and shifted so much this year, specifically in the last few months where I've had to totally rely on God to help bring me the right people um, around me to help me. And and mentor me. And so we've gone through a lot of seasons, some more challenging than, than others, but God's faithful and continues to show me that every day. That's so cool. So what would be like a recent example in your workplace, whether you're with your
0: staff or you're working with another vendor um, that he completely just surprised you?
1: I think getting in the airport uh, was <laughs> a big surprise, totally unexpected. Um, somebody just walked into the door and offered this opportunity. And a year later, here we are. That's so cool.
0: So if I would go to the airport right now, so the Tampa airport, mm-hmm. um, so if those of you're not, you're not in Tampa or you're maybe come visiting, the Tampa airport, where would I find you in the airport?
1: So right now we're in three gates, gate C, gate E and gate F through a company called Newslink. So if you're in any of those gates and you see a store Newslink, you can see all our grab and go options in those locations. Um, by the end of next year, there'll be 14 places in the Tampa International Airport that you can get our stuff. That's so cool.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> so awesome. Okay. So how did you start Cater Me Fit? Like what led to this incredible business now you're like taking over the world, basically? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, well, to be quite honest, I was pregnant at the time and not really sure what I was going to do next. Um, I kind of jumped around from job to job, had three jobs at one time um wasn't going to church kind of turned away for like 10 years (laughs) time flies um but I was also always entrepreneurial minded as a child and knew without a shadow of a doubt that I'd own you know everybody asked used to ask me as a kid what are you going to do when you grow up and I'm like I'm going to own something I'm going to own something Mm -hmm. um tried college didn't really work out (laughs) I think that's happened for some people (laughs) I've heard Uh, that I've heard that But looking back now, I can see kind of where the enemy got in the way and got me off track. But anyways, um, my parents both work in the car industry, which is extremely time consuming and stressful. My dad in particular was not eating throughout the day and they both were kind of just too busy to really worry about their health. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, in the car business, you work seven days a week, sometimes six days a week, seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., 8 p.m., 9 p.m. And, you know, neither one of them had time to even think about. Well with that too you you we've talked about this you said
0: I am my target market. Definitely. So what do you mean by that?
1: Well, I'm a single mom, I'm running a business, so I have no time for anything else. Um, you know, and I don't want to go to McDonald's, I don't want to go through fast food. So I am my target market. I need my meals prepared so when I get home at night, you know, I can have a nice meal with my son and and know that it's healthy and it's not going to break the bank. Mm-hmm. So when you notice that your dad
0: is working nonstop, nonstop. He doesn't have time to make meals. So is that what triggered, hmm, I could maybe make a business out of this?
1: Yeah, that was kind of the aha moment. Um, I asked him, hey, you know, he he didn't he didn't want to eat throughout the day. He I knew I, I don't have any nutrition background or anything, but I've been an athlete my whole life. So I kind of learned through that, you know, that you need to eat throughout the day, little meals, portion control that you can eat whatever you want. But it has to be, you know, you can't eat a whole pizza. You can eat a slice type of thing. Whoops.
0: <laughs> Even if it's gluten-free, you can't eat a whole pizza. No, Chelsea. <laughs> I recently did that.
1: Whoopsies. We have those moments.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So that was
1: kind of where it started. Um, I, you know, he doesn't want to carry lunchbox. He's a typical man. Doesn't, if it says organic or healthy, he, it's not, it's not going to work out. So. <laughs> I was like, well, what if it was delivered to you? Would you eat it? And he said, yes. So I was like, hmm. Mm-hmm. So I started doing some research on the on you know that kind of business, and there was a couple of businesses in Florida that were doing something similar. Nothing here locally in Tampa, and so I just went with it. Um, I had a friend. We started a business plan, which I didn't finish either. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so was, those
0: classes that you have to have a business plan <laughs> uh, that might not always be the case. I recommend that you do. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you heard it from herself. You heard it from her. Yes, business I recommend plan. that
1: you do business plan. It would save a lot of headache. Um, but I was pregnant. I was. I was gonna. Uh, he was due in November, and I knew that kind of time was of the essence. That this is something I needed to do now, or it was never going to happen. And so. I just went for it. Um, I signed up my immediate family members and those were my first customers. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So what would you say to maybe a single mom um, who is in that
0: point of, okay. And did you say before that your boyfriend left you pregnant by yourself? You're, or... That's a whole nother story. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Got it. So, but you were in a situation of, wow, I'm, I'm going to have a child. What do I do? You found this need. And then you, you start it. So if someone was a single mom like you face exact same scenario, um, what would you say to them in that moment
1: that was going through your head? Um, I would say that it doesn't matter what your past or present situation is. But if God gives you a vision or a dream that, you know, you just put your hand in the plow and have faith that he's going to work it out, even if you don't see a way. Um, also, don't feel guilty about having a child and having be, having to be so busy. That's something that I struggle with all the time. Um, my son is almost, he'll be four in November and he's in daycare every day. You know, I drop him off sometimes at six 30 and don't pick him up until six. Uh, and it's tough. It's tough. Um, uh, but you can't feel guilty about it. Um, the first year he was in the kitchen with me, I have pictures. I'll post them on Facebook later. Uh, when he, when he was, you know, just a little baby in the, in his crib two weeks, two weeks after, um, after he was born and we just got to it. So yeah, don't feel guilty. Um, That's, I've met, I've come across a lot of single moms out there, even moms that are
0: working full time. So you might be at work right now thinking, oh my gosh, she just said, that's me. I feel guilty
1: all the time too. That's, that's okay. That's, that's that work-life balance. Mm -hmm. And that's a lie from the enemy. Do not feel guilty. I tell people, people tell me all the time, don't feel bad. Do not feel bad. You know, if anything, they'll, they'll appreciate that experience when they, as they get older. You know, Jordan comes to the kitchen with me all the time. He's like, are we going to the office? Are we going to the office? So
0: you know? Oh, that's so cool! And I had it actually. I, we've, I've hung out with Jordan recently, and he's with you guys. And he's so he's so active. Unlike some just sitting in front of an iPad all the time, he's actually engaging, which we find is a problem now. A lot of these days, kids are just sitting still on the iPad. So that's so awesome. But today we are talking about bridging the gap with millennials and baby boomers in the workplace. So you might be thinking, what is a baby boomer? what is a millennial? Is that a new tech savvy thing I have no idea about? Or is it some type of new healthy food? Um, Let me help you (laughs) with that too, because it's a kind of a fluid concept. So a baby boomer is someone that's been born between 1946 and 1964. And then a millennial is an individual who's been born since 1977 to 2002. So you're probably so take a second, think about when is your birthday? Okay. In what category you <laughs> fall into. So we're actually um, talking with Stevie Morgan, the CEO of Cater Me Fit, who actually also falls into that millennial category like myself. And we're just diving into this topic today. So Stevie, how do you, as a Christian CEO in the marketplace, how do you view your role as an ambassador for Christ?
1: Well, I think we definitely, definitely have to be, you know, we definitely have to be the light. We have to show love as much as possible. Um, I try my best to really stay in tune with God and be obedient. And I think we just have to view things a little differently. We have to have the mindset that the people who come into our business or into our life, uh, whether they're here for me or I'm here for you, mm-hmm. you know, there's a reason. Um, what do you, I guess, sometimes
0: a CEO could could have someone come in there in their company and as a Christian, right? So as a Christian business owner, you could think, I'm sorry. I only want to hire
1: Christians. Yeah, but for you, do you is that the case for you? Not at all. I, it doesn't even come up. Um, you know, anybody that comes in, whether it's an employee, a vendor, you know, um, a corporate partner. I think it's just we're supposed to pray and intercede for those that we come in contact with. Your customers. You know, we even have a prayer jar. People tell you, you know, why they're eating your meal. Their meals. They might have. Been injured, or wow. you know, whatever the case may be, we might you know, we have a lot of customers that their spouse is sick, their spouse is you know in hospice, or they're taking care of their their other half, and that's why they're getting these meals. So, what do you do with that information? Like, we're supposed to pray. Hmm.
0: Wow. Okay. So, is is a prayer jar? Is that meaning Then they come in, pick up the meals, they're going out. How do you guys facilitate that with your in, we, with your staff?
1: We, so let's say you're a customer and you have a you know you say something. I I just ask on the phone. You know, is it okay? We have a prayer jar. Is it okay that we put your name in our prayer jar? We pray for it every week. So <laughs> that's just something little that we do. That another employee actually implemented. Wow. Okay.
0: That's so awesome. So even even besides a prayer jar, are there are other ways that you're actively um, being a light. Like you said, being a light in a city in a city on the hill for. For non-believers that you come and cro- come across with, that you're whether it's employees sometimes or vendors or clients that you're giving um, your food to, what are other ways that you go about doing that?
1: I mean, some employees that have worked in other environments, it could simp- it could be how you handle a situation, it could be how you talk to somebody, uh, it, and all those things, you know, show something. <laughs> <laughs> right. So. We're talking about, so by 2025,
0: millennials will be over 50% of the workforce and you created Cater Me Fit in your early 20s and you're now, I'm not going to say your age because usually women don't like that. So I'm not going to,
1: um, but as, but you're a millennial so we all know that. So as a millennial though, what I just, do you, I just saw a quote on Instagram before I came here It said, a millennial is a young person that you don't like <laughs> <laughs> any young person that you don't like.
0: <laughs> so as a millennial, and this is what's so funny. If you're if you're listening to this and you're in that millennial category, right? So you were born between 1977 and 2002, which I'll give you my age. I was born in 89. If someone was born after 89, I think, oh my gosh, like you're an infant child, you know? And I'm like, I'm only 27. <laughs> What's wrong with me? But it's interesting in this genre, right? So we hear a lot of talk about... Oh, those millennials, they're so lazy. Or we hear a lot of these negative talk back and forth how we don't, baby boomers don't understand millennials, or I have a problem hiring baby boomers. I'm sorry, millennials, I can't stand working with them. So all this kind of going um, back, back and forth, and just there's kind of lack of communication there. But within this over 50% of the workforce coming to be that in 2025, what do you see? that we need to do especially as christians like an opportunity that we have
1: i think we just need to work on breaking the stereotype just don't take on that identity that people say we are whatever that is
0: Mm -hmm. Um, You know what's interesting too so if you're a millennial so you fall in that gap that age range usually you don't even like being called a millennial
1: yeah (laughs) Like why is
0: that what is that (laughs) I don't, that's, <laughs> right? Come on. <laughs> that's the whole thing. But I was just, it was very interesting. So if you found that gap, you don't even like being called that. So then what do we call ourselves? We are born during these, you know what I'm saying? The weirds but, but there's, again, that all comes, goes back to like this gap, this bridge of you don't like being titled. You don't like um, having a title here or there, just going back and forth. So um, you said, What did you say again that you think that we need to work on as Christians?
1: Um, Not only as Christians, just as our generation in general. uh, I think we just need to practice and learn communication and relationship skills. I think that is something that we might lack due to all the technology and kind of instant gratification that we we all kind of have gotten used to. Mm -hmm. Have you experienced any stigmatisms yourself um, being a, quote, millennial? So I guess I was kind of ignorant to all these stereotypes until just recently when we started talking about it again. Um, But yes, yes, I think people don't take us seriously. Um, I think we're kind of labeled as lazy, uneducated, and selfish. Um, I read somewhere that we're not loyal and we lack work ethic. Hmm. And coming from a
0: a gal (laughs) right here that that we're talking to, coming from Stevie Wright, who um, started a business out of her kitchen And, (laughs) you know, as a single mom and your company is flourishing in the Tampa Bay area. But I think it goes goes back to you have one experience, one bad experience with someone. And then whether you're whether what side of the spectrum you're on, right, because it's a spectrum. So if you're thinking about what side of the spectrum and I am I on. We can have negative signatisms with anyone for anything, you know? Oh my boss, he's a jerk, you know, and he happens to be sixty, right? <laughs> or like, oh my oh my employee, they're lazy, they're twenty-seven, or they're forty. So they we always can label and have signetisms on people. I know um, recently I was with a client, we were touring um, some office space here in Tampa and the my client is double my, was double my age. Um, the broker for the person who owns the building is more than double my age. And we were talking, they're just basically talking about millennials, just bashing them saying, Oh, you know, you guys do this, you guys do that, and that type of thing. And but it's interesting when they say, Oh, well, you know, well, not that doesn't pertain to you. So there's good, there's us good ones out there. And I've also <laughs> met some amazing quote, baby boomers out there who, who get it, they go, No, no, you're the next generation, let's bridge this gap let's let's work on this together too so um I just yeah it's a um
1: I think it's going to be an ongoing process I think we just have to intentionally bridge the gap you know be stand-up leaders in the community um if you're an employee or in corporate America you just focus on being the best you wherever you are and then just break just break just keep breaking that right
0: I know in my business too, most of my clientele is, is double my age. So if I would have came in thinking about, and I I'm, don't get me wrong, I totally did this. So if you're younger, you're in that millennial um, era, or if there's this, can be pertained to any type of label that you've put on yourself or that you've thought, like, I'm not good enough. I don't have what it takes to either start a business, to work for a certain company. Um, maybe you don't feel worthy. Maybe you, you know, Like I said, don't feel good if you're not worthy or you're comparing yourself to someone else or it's just those certain people that can start their own business. It's only people like Stevie, you know, that can do. It's only those who are born wealthy, right? There's all these thoughts that we think that stop people from maybe starting a business or going for a career or I'm going to be the youngest. I'm going to be a female. I'm a single mom. You know, I can't do that job, right? So we have all these labels that we put on ourselves that can stop us from going for a career, or um, even starting a company. And you think about it, millennials, a millennial, and then a baby boomer, those are just labels, right?
1: Yeah, just labels. Um, Mentioning that, uh, it was scary for me at first when I just got started with the business and I used to go to the networking events and noticing I was the youngest around, you know, it kind of, you lose confidence a little bit and you start becoming a little bit, um, your self esteem, you have to watch that stuff. So I think as long as you stay confident, And work on that and can always work on that.
0: So networking events. So that's another thing that I've... (laughs) So if you're in business and if you're thinking, what is a networking event? That's one of those things where a bunch of business professionals basically get together and you're there to meet people and build relationships. So it's you're put in a room with people that you don't know at all. You might know one or two people and, okay, go build relationships. That's a whole nother little skill set in itself. right? I wish you could have just seen Stevie's face because her jaw dropped and went. (laughs) Have you had one of those moments? Maybe you might have had one of those moments recently, but the gosh, you know, maybe you had to give a presentation recently that you were um, scared to give or not sure what to go or what to say, what to do. Um, That interview, that meeting with a new vendor, a new client that especially when, you know, sometimes for me, I've been positioned of, okay, my job as a commercial real estate broker, I'm advising businesses and CEOs who CEOs of businesses who want to purchase or lease office space in the greater Tampa Bay. So my first a barrier that I had to get through was, um, instead of my identity being in who I am as a child of God, my identity was in, I'm a female. I'm 25 at the time. They're not going to listen to me. I'm only half their age. They won't take me seriously. And I had to get through that barrier in it. And we're going to talk about at the next when we come back um and a later in the show we're gonna talk about how we get through those barriers and what um that looks like too so I don't wanna give that away just yet. So you're gonna have to stay tuned before I get ahead of myself. Whoopsies <laughs> that um um we go down that that road too. But do you think there's judgments that we have that be- we have between one another of, of the ends of the spectrum.
1: Yeah I think um Maybe not you or me necessarily, but I think our generation has judgments towards the towards the boomer generation, thinking they just don't understand me, they don't get it. Oh, I've I've heard that before. I've been guilty of that. I don't know about you,
0: but I've been guilty of that too, of judging someone because of their age. Mm-hmm. But I guess the key is so how do we get over that? How do we get past this to actually bridge this gap that we're talking about? How do we get over the comparison? How do we get over the judgment, the um, feeling inferior, not good enough, or you don't have what it takes? So how do we get over that? So if you're just now joining us on this second half, um, obviously, I'm not Jim Brangenberg. I am Chelsea Drinkard with Office Space Brokers. I'm guest hosting for him today. It's Jim's birthday, but they're out doing some phenomenal things around the country. And um, he actually invited me to do the show today, which I'm forever thankful and so blessed for this opportunity. This is actually my first time ever guest hosting a show. So if anything, I screw up, mess up, or you hear me just slurred all my words together. Um, that is <laughs> that is why. I'm sure you might have been in a position before where you started something the first time and you think, oh gosh. <laughs> Stevie's here laughing with me because um, Stevie's with us today with Stevie Morgan. She's the founder and CEO of Cater Me Fit um, a phenomenal company based out of here in Tampa that delivers um, food pre-packaged, sorry, pre-put-together meals um, delivered to your home or business that really focus on um, seasonal greens prepped by local chefs and delivered to your doorstep, whether it's at your home or your office. And they deliver now over 3,000 meals a week. Wow. That's insane. And actually, so... Stevie's so great like this that she said, Hey, Chelsea, let's give away seven a week sorry, a week's worth of free meals. That's three meals a day for one week. All you have to do if you jump over to Facebook, go to Facebook.com. If you go to Cater Me Fit, Cater Me Fit, you like Cater Me Fit and share. Um, their recent post that Stevie's posting right now saying share this and you'll be entered in to win the raffle um, for those seven, so it's a free week, so seven days of three meals a day. All you have to pay is delivery and delivery is really cheap. Are you kidding me? So um, if you want to find out more about Cater Me Fit, maybe that's something that your business um, might like, you want to do something special for your employees, just go to catermefit.com. Again, catermefit.com. Um, like I said, she's an incredible woman that we're so blessed to even have her be on this show today. She's insanely busy. Her food is in the airport, the Greater Tampa Airport here at Tampa International. So um, I definitely really appreciate you being with us again today, Stevie. Like I said, so we're talking about um, bridging the gap between millennials and CE, millennials and baby boomers. And again, the millennials is someone who's been born between 1977 and 2002. And then a baby boomer is someone who's been born in 1946 and 1964. So we're talking about this gap and how do we bridge this gap? And we left off last time of how do you overcome these mindsets that, so we said, these are labels, right? Being a millennial baby boomer, it's just a label. And we don't even like, our generation doesn't even like being called a millennial. Um, So it's just a label, right? So what, what label are you wearing today? whether you're labeling yourself as a millennial, you're labeling yourself as a baby boomer, you're male- you're labeling yourself as um I can't do not have what it takes, I can't do it, I'm not good enough. Um I'm too young, I'm a female, I'm a male. Everyone's already good in this in my industry already. It's completely exhausted. So what are you labeling yourself today? And how do we come over overcome that those labels? I know for me, I overcame those labels of I'm too young. No one's gonna listen to me. I'm not good enough. Um, it's a complete. I work in a completely male dominant industry. No one wants to listen to a young, blonde, single, like girl, like who's in her twenties. How
1: did you get into commercial real estate, anyways?
0: Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Thank you for asking. Um, I actually
0: got in through my father. I was working with an incredible um organization, in a in a restaurant industry, and um I was just. Ready for another challenge? I've always kind of had that entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, you talked, you were talking about. You said, "I don't know what, but I'm gonna own." You said, "I'm gonna own something, mm-hmm. right? I'm gonna own something." So I always wanted to run something. <laughs> I guess I was that kid on the side of the road. Maybe, you might have been this kid too. I um, garage sales. Yep. I would sell my sister's junk. I would sell my mom's junk. I would sell everyone's junk. I'm like, how? I would. Hey, Dad, can I mow the lawn? Hey, ten bucks. I'll mow the lawn for you. You know, can I take that? You know, anything I could do, I was always that. So that's how I got into it. But that was over three years now. Whoa. Wow. Three years. That's crazy. Awesome. So how I got over, we were talking about, yeah, we were talking about how getting over those mindsets. I had to figure out who I am in Christ and my identity through Jesus, which is Yeshua in Hebrew. So who I am in Christ. How, how do you do that? And um, I think we've talked about this before, actually last month on um, Jim and Martha actually interviewed me on the show about the the riches and struggles of being single. And we really dove into this topic, too, of identity and how, again, singleness and a caller brought up is just a label. This is just a label. They're all just labels. And that that label that we can stamp on our forehead can stop us um, from moving forward in our life and from maybe starting a company, finding yourselves being, I'm... A single mom in my twenties. How am I going to make it work? And I'm going to have a baby in nine months. You know, so that's how I got over it by knowing my identity. How did you not let? You had all of this coming against you, Stevie. How did you not let let that stop you and start this business?
1: Yeah, same thing. Um, same exact thing. I kind of it was my you know it's a journey through it, but you know you learn to be confident in who you are and whose you whose you are. And that's so good. Yeah,
0: who you are and whose you are.
1: Our pastor calls it Godfidence.
0: <laughs> that's so right, though. <laughs> if you know your identity isn't rooted in, like, wait, 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 no, no, I'm actually, no, I'm not broke. No, yep. I'm not. All these labels that you put on yourself. Actually, I'm a child of the Most High God, mm-hmm. and I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Absolutely. Sayonara, lies. <laughs> See ya, sucker. You know, I always like to say that to. <laughs> so
1: as soon as you can learn to do that, you know, that's when you can really start excelling and making a difference.
0: And now, but when you started the company, though, you weren't necessarily walking with the Lord then, right? I wasn't. So what have you learned from when you started till now? And how has your faith helped you? Dun, dun, dun. She has her thinking face on.
1: Well, I've had to learn the hard way that the only way that you, you know, is to have faith. And sometimes I don't know the answers. I don't know what I'm going to do next. Um, But I know that God knows and that he's in control. And Mm -hmm. that just gives me peace about it. And, you know, literally all these changes have just been made in the past year where I've really matured a lot, Um, not only on myself, but the company has matured because of it. and, And that's made a world of a difference.
0: Wow. So does some of that with being, what have you learned with working with being a millennial, working with millennials? and working and some of your employees most of your employees that are double your age they're in that baby boomer bracket so how have you bridged that gap and how have you failed and sunk in the water that was supposed to bridge that gap <laughs> before
1: <laughs> I should have drowned a couple of times <laughs> um but yeah so when i first started i i def- everybody i hired was always older than me which i didn't think was a pro- i didn't think it was a problem i knew you know I didn't think there was an issue with that, but then I I learned really quickly that there was. Most people, most of my employees, you know, came on like motherly or fatherly and didn't look at me as their Hmm. boss or as the CEO, um, which was weird. Uh, And then I have, you know, I would hire people my age, which was even, that was difficult because they don't take you seriously either. So I kind of had to struggle through that. Um, What's really been helping is kind of mixing so you have millennials working for you, younger and older, and doing a lot of team stuff, um, asking, you know, just g- more group settings, things like that, I don't know, have, has really helped in the past, you know, this year, a lot of changes have been made, um, but that, that helps a lot. Okay, so if I'm a CEO,
0: and I'm a quote, baby, baby boomer, I'm on that end of the spectrum, what would your advice to me be? when hiring millennials um and then also communicating with them right because we're like as a as a business owner you're focused on turnover you're focused on your bottom line like you want to make sure you're in the green each month so what have you used to bridge that gap
1: well everybody needs to understand if we do not work together that all the businesses are not going to be productive or profitable (laughs) right (laughs) So we have to work together. We have to learn from each other. You know, we have a lot to learn from the older generation, and they have a lot to learn from us. And that's the only way that any company is going to be successful in the future.
0: Mm -hmm. I know for me personally, when I started working at the firm with my father, um, I had to, even in my, my last large corporate career, I would have to go in and help the VP of, VP Human Resources of this restaurant chain that has over 100 locations, like, around the country. So they are you know, legitimate, if you will, um, how to sometimes copy and paste something, how to uh, p- click and move something around on a computer, small c- things. So as a millennial, I can judge him and say, you don't know what you're doing. You're an idiot. Why are you my boss? Seriously? Like you're not. I don't care if you make multiple six figures or whatever. And you've been in this job for 20 years. Let me do it. I can do it. We can have this judgment of them because we can't do some tech savvy things, if you will. Because they can't do some tech savvy things. But if you look at it, um, actually Danny Johnson always says this. She says, ego versus bank account. So look what's is your ego um worth was your ego, your bank account worth more? You and your pride or getting or your goal, ego or goal, right? So or judging them based on you can't do it at the computer, but look at their stack. Look at their results. Look at the results of the turnover being kept low. Look at the results of what they have. That who are we to judge you? Just because I can use a computer better than you, I'm not one to judge him. He has that position for a reason. He's the VP of of this entire company for a reason. So and I've seen this out with people our age, other millennials have been out saying, Oh, they'll work with their parents, or maybe don't. Oh, they don't know anything. Oh, they're an idiot. So we have to go um back and forth on that's how we can bridge the gap of we can bridge the gap of Don't judge them just because they're not as tech savvy as us. They hired us, the millennials, because we are tech savvy. Hello.
1: (laughs) Take (laughs) five minutes and teach them.
0: (laughs) Right? Dong. Right? That's like the two by four to the face. That's what we're there for. So, I just, that's something that I've recently learned too. And how to, I can help bridge the gap by sharing that, educating. Hey, just be aware they hired you for this, for the purpose, because they're good at this. And a lot of times they're good at, Building relationships. Mm-hmm. You can call someone and pick up on the phone and it's not weird.
1: Right. And a lot of times the older generation too, they have to, you know, you have to be willing to adapt as well. It's, it goes both both sides because I've met some people, including my dad, who refuse to learn technology, just totally refused it. And unfortunately, that's, you know, you have to learn. So it has to be both ways. How is that... Um, for the other side of the spectrum, so I guess the baby boomer side,
0: what are ways that, that you've seen that could help that they could bridge the gap more?
1: Just be more adapt, be more willing to adapt. Um, t- take the time to teach us. We need mentors. We need help in a lot of areas on the things that we're not good at, relationship building. You know, we 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 need the old school way of how to do things. You know, that's still the best way to do business.
0: Um, if you're just joining us, we are. Um, been talking about today, bridging the gap between millennials and baby boomers and this generation and, and what that looks like and how can we do that? And I just want to give a shout out to Patricia in Val Rico, who actually won um, the book that we had spirit driven success by Danny Johnson. Um, congratulations, Patricia, please reach out to me. on on social media or go to our website at officespacebrokers.com. I would love to hear your feedback on this book. Again, officespacebrokers.com. You can reach out um, to me there. Again, I want to hear your feedback on this book and your takeaways um, as well. So when we were just getting off and we were just talking about bridging that gap and actually how it creates an opportunity, this gap between millennials and CEOs in the workplace and understanding each other. If the whole goal is about working for him and working for Jesus and working being a light in a city on the hill, and with this gap of we've come across it. There's communication problems. There's um, sometimes you're assuming one thing about the other. There's judgments, or um, sometimes even the millennial side of the spectrum not thinking they're good enough, or on the the boom baby boomer side spectrum thinking that. That, oh, those millennials, they're 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 all lazy. They all want to sleep until 10. All they want is to work from a beanbag and work on the floor. You know, like, I've heard these things, right? So whatever, or even if you're in a, maybe you're in a management level position thinking, um, like, I'm just trying to get them and stay on task at hand. They bring their cell phones in every meeting. Why are they Snapchatting everything? What is Snapchat? What is Instagram, right? So how do we bridge this gap? And how is this actually an opportunity as us, as Christians, to... Maybe not only point others to the Father, to God, which is our sole purpose, being a light and city on the hill, but maybe being promoted in our careers, um, growing our levels of influence so we have more of an impact for people. So joining me today is Stevie Morgan with Cater Me Fit. And Stevie, um, how do you, what do you think that we can do as Christians? What is this opportunity that we have here? She just went, oh gosh, oh no, there's so so much. Because what I found that that there is a lot. So when I joined and started my first um, corporate job, I was crying every day. I had no idea what I was doing. I swear I was going to get fired. I swear I was going to get fired. No matter what I did, it's like my boss would, I felt like my boss would cut me off at my legs. But I found a training actually by, through Danny Johnson called Job Domination. Within six months, I was offered um, a raise 3% higher than what they give on the their levels or whatever. Um, I was offered a promotion and the CEO actually took me under their wing of the company saying, what could we do to keep you when I end up did leaving? So I found just through working with the diligence and excellence and, and understanding um, through this book, Spirit Driven Success, through this book and other tools, I found learning how to honor and respect them and get to know them on a personal level. Um, what's most important to them that I was able to excel. And one of the most, um, my closest friends in that company, in my department, she was actually an atheist. Like I had my Bible on my desk, right? I was reading, you know, Jesus calling or something like that. And she would come to me for advice. So because I was, she saw me excelling in all these areas, um, in like it's human resources. A lot of people don't hate, don't like human resources. Let's be real. If you're in human resources. I've been there too. I get you. But some people you don't necessarily like that. That's just that's just the nature, right? But people would come to me. So my influence was able to grow. um even though we had she was an atheist. even though we had complete opposite beliefs, she still wanted um to be around me to get to know me and come to me for advice. So as Christians, um I think that we have this opportunity of we've heard this topic. We've talked about millennials. we've talked about baby boomers and, how we can take this opportunity of if we excel in our careers by learning how to communicate with one another, understanding your strengths, whether side of spectrum you're on. Maybe you're on the younger side, maybe you're on the older side. Whatever side of the spectrum you're on, understand and look for ways to communicate with that other side. And that's how you bridge the gap. What are what are find a need and fill it, right? So what's a need that they have? We just talked about Stevie, right? Baby boomers have a huge technology problem They're, that's that's a, an issue that we can help fill and then on the other side we need mentors we need we're starving and hungry for mentors and people to show us and guide us the way so those are just small ways that we can bridge the gap um from from that so i want to thank you so much for tuning in today thank you for being part of this stevie thank you so much steve cater me fit thank you so much for being with us today thank you for having me I learned so much from you. I hope everyone else did too. But again, thank you for joining us today. Um, Jim is out, and Jim is out for the next for the rest of the week. So there's another um, guest tomorrow who will be leading the show. So if you want to know who that guest is, go ahead and head over to iworkforhim.com. Click on the podcast right there so that you can go ahead and get those podcasts. Also go to go to facebook.com. Click on i work for him. Like i work for him. And this is Chelsea Drinkard. We'll see you next time.